On your mark, get set, go! Some dunks, 
I'll show you how to do this, young, uh, no papers, catch papers, get high, out Vegas, Suicides on doubles, ain't looking for trouble, you just got good genes, so a nigga trying to cuff you, tell your mother that I love her, cause I love you, tell your father we go father as a couple, they ain't lose a daughter, got a son, I'll show you how to do this, huh, uh. And as long as I got my suit and tie, I'ma leave it up on the floor tonight. Baby got fixed up to the nines Let me show you a few things All dressed up in black and white And you're dressed in that dress I like Love is swinging in the air tonight Let me show you a few things Let me show you a few things Show you a few things Let me talk to you. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to an all-new Downright Sports, the radio slash podcast here on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on that platform, uh, hit the subscribe button at the very top, and then leave a comment at the very bottom, and leave five stars. How about that? If you're listening on SoundCloud, uh, uh, follow, and if you're listening on Google Play, just hit subscribe. It's at the very top. And uh, yeah, it is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. That's my lightsaber. <laughs> uh, it's a very Star Warsy day. Um, if you're a Star Wars fan, which I am, you know you should enjoy. Apparently, if you have Disney Plus, they are showing all in every Star Wars all day today. Here's a crazy thing: you can watch it anytime because it's a streaming network, <laughs> so you don't have to sit around just wait for it to pop on. But um, I'm more of a Star Trek guy. I don't know if there's a Trek day you can do like. Uh, June 7th, you know, Trek Day, I don't know, but I, I, I'm a Star Trek guy, I really, I, I like the, it, it makes more sense to me, you know, I don't understand, you know, how some can believe in the Force, and others don't have to believe in the Force, and then some hate the Empire, and others hate the Empire, and who the hell is the Empire, it just doesn't add up, I'm shot out of a cannon, everybody, because I just drink my cup of coffee, so you know what that means, it is shoot time, and let's get into it. Um, last week, well, there's no sports going on. And, of course, just like 20-something years ago, the topic of discussion is the man, the myth, the legend, the Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And his documentary, The Last Dance, is out right now. And so many new stories, so many old things are coming back out. And so many old things that some people knew about. Now everybody's finding out about um so it's kind of cool to, to see the curtain pulled back a little bit because it's so far past it doesn't hurt anybody anymore and it only will help or increase people's legacies. But last week, 
controversy was all over the place. Isaiah Thomas, um, <laughs> you know, pretty much just crapped on the entire Bulls team. Charles Barkley uh, left LeBron and Kobe out of his top five. So the basketball, if you're the NBA, you're happy because you're being talked about. Uh, I, I made this point last week. If you're Major League Baseball, you better do something. Like, you're not doing anything. Like, you're just... This, I'd have brought up steroids against just anything to draw attention to my to my to my league. Like there's nobody talking nobody knows who won the World Series last year. It was the Washington Nationals, by the way. But you got the NBA with the last dance for you know, you got the NFL with the draft. That'll be talked about until June. At least it can be covered until June. And then the NFL will come up with something else and they're gonna release this schedule today. Um But there's baseball. Uh, again, just sitting on the sidelines, twiddling its damn thumbs, thinking it's 1950 and everybody's listening to the radio. They got to do something, and I'm not going to attack them today. I'll, I'll wait until later in the week. But uh any case, it made me kind of think, going back to the NBA, and everybody, every year, there's a new greatest list. There's a Mount Rushmore. And I think basketball and any sport, basketball and football and one, two sports, you can't definitively just stamp somebody. Great. You know, now Jordan (laughs) is a different category, but as far as the rest, it's really tough because the game of basketball and the game of football have changed. And since the days they started football, they used to just run the ball all the time. Plus they didn't play with helmets and they used to be able to close on a guy or Power bomb them, you know. In basketball, you go to the paint, kick a guy in the head, it'd be just a foul. Now you get kicked out the league, you know. So there's no three point line for shoot until 1980. There was no three point line. The ABA had it, but there was in the NBA there was no three point line. So you can't just go. Well, this one could play this time because like Steph Curry is not playing basketball in the 80s. Calling like I see, I don't think Steph Curry could play in the 90s where his dad played. I don't think Steph. I don't think he's big enough. I don't think Kevin uh, Kevin Durant could play in the 90s. First of all, they would have been Steph would have been a point guard, no question. Kevin Durant would have had to either be a power forward or. Uh, a center. He would not have been a shooting guard. There was no 6'10 shooting guard. Not to mention, imagine Kevin Durant playing against the 93 New York Knicks. They would have bullied him. Or Kevin Durant versus the Detroit Pistons. They may have killed him. <laughs> um, but there's some others. Russell Westbrook could have played in almost any era, in my opinion. Because that guy just has a motor that doesn't stop. James Harden. Uh, potentially, I think he's adapted his game to the way it is today. So I think James Harden could potentially have played in each. In the, um, he's got that trance, that 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 game that you know goes across boards. Um, Trey Young, he's not playing in every era. Um, Zion Williamson, he could play in any era. Um, Joel Embiid, uh, Ben Simmons. Uh, the Greek freak, they could play in any era because they're physical. And that's what the NBA used to be before the LeBron softness came in. The NBA used to be physical. You you had to be a man when you showed up. You better put your hard hat on and your combat boots because you weren't stepping on that court 
and thinking somebody won't go and throw you around. Like, that's how you earn your stripes, like, honestly. So, it made me think, maybe we should start redefining these top five lists. Maybe we should start looking at the top five lists differently. Maybe this shouldn't be just an all top five. So, I broke down three different top five lists. I have the top five winners, the top five players, so, you know, kind of contradicting myself. And then I have the top five guys that could have played in every era. Now, there's going to be some names left off this list, off these three lists that you should just, you know, be prepared to be pissed off about. But uh, the top five winners, that's easy. Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Bill Russell, Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Duncan. And you're like, what, what? Here's why. Magic Johnson, five championships, eight, seven appearances, some weird thing like that. Um, the 80s belonged to him. He was he was in the finals. He went to more finals, but he won more than he lost. Wink, wink. Michael Jordan, six championships, six finals, six and O, oh, six MVPs. Enough said. <laughs> uh, Bill Russell, he won 11. At one point, he won eight in a row. Lost, came back, and kept winning. <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, let's look. Shaq took Orlando to the finals. He took the Lakers to four finals and won three. Left, went to Miami, and took them to the final. Helped them go to the finals. It was towards the end of his career, but he went to the finals. He went to the finals uh, six times. He's got four rings. It's pretty impressive. Not many, many starters do that. The, 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 the guys could do that. And then Tim Duncan. He's only lost one final. He's got five championships. He's lost one. Enough said. Like, go find me. Like, Larry Bird's got three. But, you know, Magic took care of them a lot. Uh, Isaiah's got two. Kareem's got six. But why I left Kareem off the list? Because Kareem, Magic, those were Magic's teams. Let's call it like I see. Those were Magic's teams. Why I leave Kobe off? Kobe won two. By himself, well, as the man, because Shaq was the man on the other three, so I can't put Kobe on there. Because if I put Kobe on there, then I can put Scotty on there. I mean, it's just what it is. So, and then go find me somebody else. I mean, Elgin Baylor only has what one. Uh, Jerry West has got like two. Will Chamberlain's got two. Um, you know, so there's not many guys now. If the Golden State Warriors could continue, if Golden State would have beaten Cleveland. That year, Cleveland won. And if they could have beaten um, the Raptors last year, Steph Curry's in a different conversation. Steph Curry is in in the conversation of, whoa, okay. And I think Steph's career got hurt a little bit because he let KD come to the team and become the man. So he took a shot. You know what I mean? He took took a... You know, you, you, you're you taking a back seat to somebody. Like, we'll talk about that another day. But that's what made the night. That, that's what made players before, again, the LeBron era players so much better. Because great players weren't taking no back seat to nobody. Jordan wasn't taking the back. Jordan said the other, on his on the documentary, Charles Barkley, who's a friend of his, Jordan was pissed off he won the MVP award. You got guys today tweeting out who was in the MVP. Congratulations to so-and-so. He's the man. Like, yo, get off. Like, <laughs> you should be in the room, like, burning down the house. You know what I'm saying? But in any case. Now, 
I have the top five players that could have played in the era. Michael Jordan, number one. LeBron James, number two. Because he's just big. LeBron would have had to have been physical if he came up in a different era. Like, the, the, like he was able to play soft because the league let him. But imagine if LeBron was drafted in 1979 as who he is. He would have had baptism by fire. They would have bust his butt and he would have became... A fiend. Now, granted, he would have had to be a power forward, or he would have to be a center, or he had to be like Magic, and he would have had to just distribute the ball. Unless, of course, he just said, you know, I'm going to be me, and just became this weird hybrid that the league never seen before. But back in those days, you were... Um, you were delegated to a position. Like, it wasn't these, these, these freelance options. All right? So I said, Michael... James, Tim Duncan, come on, I'm never going to argue his point. Jason Kidd, great, one of the greatest, one of the top five greatest point guards of all time, hands down. Magic Johnson, one of the top five greatest players of all time, hands down. Kobe, Kobe mimicked Jordan's game. So whose game would he have mimicked then? Go on. Um, Shaq, Shaq. Could have I had Shaq originally on this list because who stopped Shaquille O'Neal? But I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and some others would have played better defense on him, and they could have, you know, Shaq. But he's just such a bigger, he's just such a different animal, you know. Shaq just missed the list. I can substitute him with Tim Duncan. Like that's how easy this one was. I mean, that's how hard of a decision that is. Um, Larry Bird. I think Bird could play in every era, but. If I had to choose between those guys in that list, I, I think I'm sticking to my eye. And that's not the poo-poo Bird. Bird's great. Bird's in the top 10 greatest players of all time. But, you know, longevity kind of plays. Because Bird broke down early. Bird played 11 seasons or 12, but he was really playing 8 because he played so hard. Um, so, yeah. And then now, here's where the controversy hits. And I'm going to end the segment on this. Top 5 players of all time. Michael. LeBron, Wilt, Elgin Baylor, Shaq. It comes down to who dominated. My top five was who dominated their era. Now, I didn't put Bill on there because Bill did dominate his era, and I should have put Bill on there over Wilt. But as a if, you, if you're not worrying about championships, you're just talking about the better player, Jordan was the best player from the time from the day he came into the league to the time he retired. Hands down. I don't give a damn what any of you say. LeBron is the best player from the time he came into the league until until today. Still the greatest player in, in the game today. He's proving that. Now, is he does he have a little cupcake in him? Yes, but doesn't mean he's a very good cupcake. Wilt Chamberlain was unstoppable. The man, let's just be fair, the man averaged fifty points one season. He scored 100 in a game. Still hasn't been done yet. Elgin Baylor was one of the was Michael before Michael. Like go back, find his highlights. The guy got busy. He got busy. Like he 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 played. He was so important that when he he wanted to retire, Jerry West was like, "Yo, I need you to come back. Like we have a chance here." And it's Shaq. You you weren't from the time Shaquille O'Neal came into the league. The only thing that stopped him from winning was him. Because Shaq didn't... If Shaq had the... If he had the... 
the motor, the mental motor, like Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal would have had four. He'd have had fourteen championships <clears throat> because no one, and I repeat, no one could guard that man. But you know, Shaq wanted to be a rapper. He wanted to be an actor. He wanted to be a dancer. You know, he, he wanted to be Mr. Entertainment. He wanted to be Hulk Hogan. So, you know, God bless him. And with all of that, he still won four championships. But could you have imagined? Give, take Michael Jordan's mindset, his brain, his determination, and put it in Shaquille O'Neal. I'm not even going to finish that statement. Yeah, so those, those are my top five, my three top five lists. You got an issue with it, you should leave a comment. <laughs> Any case, uh, today's music is going to be a little all over the place. We started with a little Justin Timberlake. Um, we're going to have a little Amy Winehouse. And then a special mix by the one, the only, DJ Chase. This is my opportunity to drop that uh, sound effect for him. But <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Um, we're going to come back to segment number two. Uh, we're going to talk a little football, football, and then we'll wrap the show up, have a little fun. Uh, we got a special caller today. Yeah, special caller. So, uh, this is Dowry Sports Radio. Anticipation at its high Lived and waited in hotel rooms late at night I knew I had a man my back With every moment we could stand I don't know why I let myself get so attacked It's my responsibility But you don't owe nothing to me What to love myself for if I had no capacity Shadow cover 
Oh man, that sound means it's time for me to take it to another level. Ooh, yeah, brother. A little macho. Anyway. NFL draft happened last week, and I started paying attention a little bit. Not a lot. I haven't watched the actual draft draft. Uh, like, sat down and was like, ooh, the draft. Probably since Reggie Bush got drafted, to tell you the truth, because I disliked him so much and had to prove a point. But, uh, in any case, the draft happened, and I'm a Giants fan. I respect the Jets and hope the best. Uh, Buffalo gets my love, but the Giants are my favorite team. And I'm be real, New York, real New Yorkers that that are true sports fans. You pick your team. You got you, you, Yankees, Giants, Knicks, Rangers. That's it. You know, enough's enough. Now you could be like my uncle Sterling, who goes Yankees, Giants, Islanders, Knicks. You could be like my uncle Timmy, who goes uh, Raiders, Mets. I don't get it. <laughs> you <laughs> you'd be like my dad. Who roots for any New York team. Now he will go Yankees, Giants, Knicks first. But if the Mets is doing good. If the Jets is doing good. He wears the colors because he represents New York. I represent the team. <laughs> Alright. I don't represent them at all because I don't get a paycheck from them. But you get my point. You're If you're a sports fan you understand. Because I'm a sports fan. I'm a sports show. That's a sports critic. Savvy. Anyway. I was supposed to do that at the beginning. But I'm doing it now. Um. The Giants looked like I was gonna I was gonna savagely destroy their draft picks. And then I started paying attention. And I looked a little closely and I looked very carefully. And it looks to me that they're making smart decisions. Does this cup hold this down enough? My microphone's got no weight to it, so it leans forward sometimes. But they went after, like, their first pick was a offensive lineman. Smart move. Protect your young quarterback. The second pick, they got a safety from Alabama. Uh, Xavier McKee, uh, McKinney. Anybody from Alabama is going to be good. You can get the, the towel boy and your team's going to change. They got another uh, offensive lineman out of Connecticut, Matt Petit. Uh, they got a cornerback from uh, UCLA. Uh, um, a guard from Oregon. Which tells me they're going to have a lot. They're running that they are going to pay attention to that run game, but they're going to have probably a fast-moving offense. Uh, they got a the linebacker from Penn State, a linebacker from Minnesota, inside linebacker from South Carolina, another cornerback, and another linebacker. Not everybody's going to make this team. All right, uh, they not everybody's going to make the team, but with the picks. And the, the 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 type of picks they made, it looks like the Giants are trying to build the way they know. Like the Giants tried to go in that superstar approach, go get me Odell Beckham Jr., go get me Saquon Barkley. That's not how the Giants win. The Giants win in the defense, the de- the not the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball. The championships the Giants have, which is four, came off a of defense. Whether they were in the eighties, led by. Um, Lawrence Taylor, whether it was in the in the 2000s where it was led by Michael Strahan, then later, um, oh man, Ukum something, 
He had one of them weird names, <laughs> but the Giants' defense was always the, the 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 standard, and you could always count on the big blue, like the like nobody nobody cared about the like. We had Tiki Barber for many years. We went jack squat with him, so like yeah, we could be proud to have Saquon, but Saquon is not the answer. It's our defense. And the Giants are starting to get back to, you know what? It's not the names on the back of the jerseys. It's the names on the front. Let's build the way we used to. Let's build a team versus trying to build a player or versus trying to, you know, sell some tickets in the seat. NFL, the Giants ain't one of them franchises that didn't have that problem. I can tell you that. And then the also in the NFL, I can't figure out how for the life of me, Cam Newton still doesn't have a job. So unless Cam Newton's got some weird sex tape out there or some weird like footage where he's beating someone, or maybe he's just done. Potentially, because the, the they the, they pass notes around and the doctors know different know this and that about the players. Maybe Cam can't play. I find it hard to believe that a guy 31 years old, 30, 30 years old, uh, the injuries and stuff you could bounce back from. He didn't tear an ACL. He didn't tear uh, his Achilles. He had Tommy John surgery, which in football should make him even better. And then, you know, he had some other, he had his foot taken care of. You're not going to tell me this guy is not still good. And the fact, I tied the two together. The fact Andy Dalton got signed by the Cowboys. What kind of statement is the Cowboys making? You sign a guy that's a former that was a starter for many for nine years, was a Pro Bowler. What are you telling your quarterback? What are you telling um, Dak Prescott, who you ain't who you ain't get get that bread to yet? What are you saying to him? Are you are you basically telling him that eh, we can win with someone else? It's very confusing to me, and it, it brings up the question. I bring the question up again. Why, when it comes to quarterback, Jerry Jones got a problem with certain type of quarterbacks and giving them that money? He, he didn't hesitate to give the running backs the money. He don't hesitate to give the wide receivers that money. But outside of Tony uh, Hallelujah Romo, he won't. Something's weird about that. So I, I must ask, what in the blue cheese is going on? Now, you sign Andy Dalton? You don't sign Cam Newton? The hell is Andy Dalton? Cam Newton, former MVP, 15-1 season, took his team to the Super Bowl. You know the guy can win. Heisman Trophy winner, national champion. You know the guy can win. And if anybody is going to, should back up uh, 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 Dak Prescott, it should be a guy that could step right in and fill those shoes Right away, a guy who can run that style of offense. Not to mention, you put Cam Newton in the backfield with Ezekiel Elliott, and they run that crazy option stuff Cam likes to run. They are now a force to be reckoned with because the the the, the defender who has to watch either the quarterback or the running back, you can't stop in either one of them. You're not stopping. Ezekiel Elliott, one one guy's not gonna make that tackle, and one guy's not tackling Cam Newton on those handoffs. That's what, like, come on, like you don't see that. But in any case, I just don't. I'm not getting some of the ideas that the NFL's doing. Like, I'm not, I'm not understanding some of the decision making that's going on and how Cam is still available out there. If the Chargers don't sign him, Detroit doesn't sign him. If Sam, somebody should sign him, unless. They're waiting for something. I, I, I do. I still think New England's going to sign them. I really do. 
I really do. And then, I think I covered everything. <laughs> I really did. I think I covered everything. I truly do. Huh. It's the first time for everything. Anyway, um, we're going to get wrap, wrap the show up real quick. Um, have a special guest. The one, the only former 20-time Negro League All-Star Biff, the mechanic, Williams will join the show, and uh, we're going to ask him about the day in the life and being in the liberal leagues. Downright Sports. Some nights I stay up cashing in my bad luck. Some nights I call it a draw. Some nights I wish that my lips could build a castle. Some nights I wish they just fall off. But I still wake up, I still see our ghost Oh Lord, I'm still not sure what I stand for to that group they had like two hit songs and seemed like they were going to fun remember remember the group fun and it just seemed like they were they, like they were destined for um at least a few years of like some good pretty good music like oh i don't well they had some nights and then they had carry on carry on was like the song <laughs> everybody wanted to sing carry on i want to say they had one more I don't know, but that, apparently the lead singer like just left and tried to do his own thing. And I heard his one song, and I couldn't tell you what it is. I'm going to have to look it up on Apple Podcasts, but that's not the point. The point is that the Negro Leagues turned 100 uh, last week. I want to say Friday or Saturday. Friday, probably. I should have wrote it down. But the Negro Leagues turned 100, and for those of you that don't know, once upon a time in this great nation, uh, there were two different baseball leagues. 
There was the American League or the, or, I mean, the uh, Major League Baseball or the All White League. And the Negro Leagues, the reason why they're in, for those of you that don't know what a Negro is, a Negro was an African-American until probably about 1970. (laughs) Look it up. On the census, black was either considered colored or Negro. That's what you put on the census. Um, But the reason why there were two different leagues was because Negroes were not allowed to play in the all-white league or the professional league. So the Negro Leagues was created. The Negro Leagues was around for a while. It died after Jackie uh, integrated baseball in 1974. Uh, It stuck around for a while. The the last little pieces of the Negro League were done by the 60s. Different reasons why the Negro Leagues didn't make it. Uh, They didn't have the same type of financing. Uh, Crooked owners, the players started jumping ship. Contracts was weird, so players could go from team to team. Uh, players would change names, so they could go to team to teams. But the Negro Leagues, and some some like the Black Yankees who played in New York, used to play in the Yankee Stadium, and they would hold games in Yankee Stadium, and sometimes would sell out more than the New York Yankees. Some Negro League teams, like the um, Homestead Grays, which kind of had like a weird like two different state homes. Because uh, they also played out of D.C. as well in Pennsylvania. But they were clearly, they were the Yankees of the Negro Leagues. Um, the Kansas City Monarchs are another popular team that we all know and love. Uh, there was the Black Cubans, I want to say, was a team. But they all, um, all these teams played and then eventually uh, just died and went away. A lot of players, a lot of great players, we don't know their stats because stats weren't really taken. Um, and if they were taken, they were probably thrown away. The league was just, I don't want to say it was poorly run, but it was poorly run. Um, and uh, Bud Sealy, probably about 10 years ago, hosted a supplemental draft where Negro League players were drafted to Major League teams. So this way they could say that they had their place in Major League history. Uh, some Negro League players have made the Hall of Fame. Uh, Cooper Bell, um, Buck O'Neill, uh, trying to think some other. Satchel Page, I want to say, is in. I'm not 100% sure, but um, uh, notably Jackie Robinson, Willie Mays, and Hank Aaron all played in the Negro Leagues, uh, believe it or not. And um, Don uh, 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 Larson, um, Roy Capanella, uh, you're making me think too hard. But <laughs> all these guys were in the Negro Leagues and they played. But to talk more about the Negro Leagues and how it was back in those days, we have the one, the only uh, Biff the Machine Williams. I think that's the name I said in the last segment. <laughs> but he... Um, played for the Black Yankees, that's right, and uh, Biff is actually 111 years old today, so we congratulate him and his longevity, and Biff, we actually, what was it like just, you know, traveling in the, the, the South back in those days? Well, young man, I'd like to just thank you first of all for having me on the show, and it was just hot. It wasn't too bad. You know, we would get on the bus and eat a piece of pie and chew Chewbacca and, you know, we would get to the city and we would play a game. And I swear, one time we never got a game done because, 
you know, we were in the middle of the game. It was a it was a doubleheader. And out of nowhere, some bunch of guys with sheets, and we thought somebody, <laughs> we thought it was a parade. Well, no, it wasn't a parade because they started burning the field. So the game had to be postponed due to uh, the clan showing up and having a rally. But the next day, I went three for four, and I had a couple home runs. So that was pretty cool. Are you telling me you guys just downplayed the fact that the clan just showed up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would happen all the time. They would come here, you know, darky go home there and, you know, go back to where you can. You know, little things like that didn't bother us because we were playing the game we loved and we had a lot of fun. But, you know, (laughs) we had one game. I'll tell you. It was 1935. And it was me, Buckle, uh, uh, um, Papa Bell, uh, Cool Papa Bell, Satchel Page, uh, Joe Buck, and we all played in this barn starting game, and we played against Babe Ruth. We played against uh, a young man named Joe DiMaggio. We played all these guys, and you know we beat them, beat the brakes out of them. We, I think the final score was like twenty to five. Biff, there's no way in the world you guys scored twenty. Oh yeah, we used to. We used to dust them like there was no tomorrow. We would laugh and laugh and laugh, and then they would turn around and say, well, we make more money than you. And then we would cry and cry and cry. But it was still a lot of fun. It really was. The camaraderie must have been amazing for you guys, honestly. It, it, it must have been. Would you say, like, when you went to city to city, the receptions you would get? A lot of times we would go to certain places, you know. And, you know, we were, you know, we were welcome warm. The, you know, the downside was the hotels. The hotels were just terrible. Uh, we stayed in one hotel somewhere in, uh, in, in uh, Biloxi. And we, uh, I asked where the bathroom was. He said, oh, through that door. And then I opened up the door and it was just a tree. <laughs> and I said, well, what if a, what if a fella's got to do number two? And he said, well, you see that hole in the bottom of the tree? Well, you know. There's number two, and the toilet paper is that leaf up there. And I was like, oh, goodness gracious, what is, this is ridiculous. And But that's just how it was back then. Did you take a deuce in a tree? Were you a squirrel? Goodness. Sorry, Biff. Well, Biff, we thank you for the call, and it's been a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully you will, you know, keep living on and keep calling into the show. Oh, yeah, you know, 111, I'm 111 young, and, uh, you know, we play real baseball, not like these, 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 these pansies today who, you know, have to try to hit home runs, anybody can hit a home run, real man tries to get a bunt, and bunts it down the third baseline and runs it out, these kids don't know nothing about the game today, we would play five games in one day, all nine innings. And we would start every game. Sometimes we would pitch all five games and go nine innings. <laughs> Those were the good old days. And we would make $3 for the whole day. Whew. You know what that $3 used to buy you, boy? i tell you what. Well, Biff, you enjoy your rest of your day. And happy birthday and thank you. And anybody who thinks Biff was real, 
<laughs> you need to get your head examined. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, until sports comes back, I will entertain myself by interviewing people who are not real with a megaphone. Yes, yeah, a little inside baseball and how this works. Uh, if you listen on the Apple Podcasts, Hit the subscribe button at the top and leave a comment at the bottom. If you're listening on SoundCloud, just follow. And if you're listening on Google Play at the very top, listen. Uh, hit the subscribe button. I uh, appreciate everybody out there. It's been a lot of fun. Be safe. Hey, I know there's a lot of crazy stuff being said, but listen, social distancing is a real thing. Washing your hands is a real thing. Being prepared, wearing the mask are, is a real thing. And um, helping the first responders to the best of our abilities, not going to the hospitals and wasting their time is a real thing. Um, if you think it's pretend, my uh, lovely, lovely girlfriend, Allie, read me an article where one of the protesters, guess what? They got corona. So if you think it's fake, try me. I, I've lost two people that I've known personally to it. Um, I know others who have lost people. This ain't a joke. <laughs> so if you need to create a podcast to keep your butt in the house, do so. Play the game. Um, reproduce. <laughs> create more little people. You know, do stuff around the house. You go for a walk, but be mindful. If this, you know, I drove. Let me wrap this up. I drove past a, a park yesterday. And the park looked like it was the 4th of July. And that's just, I mean, to me, you're, you're literally disrespecting the people who have passed away to this. And you're disrespecting the first responders. And no, your Constitution Amendment has not been tainted, has not been taken from you. You are you still have plenty of freedom, believe you and me. Because in some places, people didn't have these opportunities. If you went outside, you went to jail. And that was it. So... Check yourself and really read before you just open your mouth, all right? So uh, we'll see you guys later. Have fun and be safe. And as always, deuces.
Instagram underscore DJ Chase underscore parties bookings DJ Chase bookings at gmail.com holla cheer cheer